0: So the book of Galatians, um, uh, uh, number one, this is, this is introductory stuff to this book, things we need to know because it's important to understanding what was written and why it was written and how it was written, okay? So this may seem like it, like it doesn't mean anything, but you got to believe me, you got to trust me when I say this is super important to understand this book. So this book was written by the Apostle Paul, okay? So Galatians was one of the New Testament books, one of the New Testament letters that was written by Paul. Uh, Paul wrote it. Uh, most scholars agree that it happened any time between uh, 48 A.D. and 53 A.D. Uh, so anywhere between 48 to 53 years after Christ died, resurrected, and ascended into heaven. Okay, So written by Paul anywhere between 48 A.D. and 53 A.D. Uh, a few things about who it was written to. So it was written to Christians or, or, or the church in Galatia. Now, when we say the church in Galatia, you got to understand, we're not talking about the church in Galatia like, the churches that we see it, where you're talking about a, a building in, in, in that area. No, he's talking about all believers that were in the area in that area. And so when they're talking about church, they're talking about the body of Christ. We're saying to, to the, this, is, this letter was written to the body of Christ, to all believers who were in that area. So the area of Galatia, in case you want to locate it on a map, uh, is was is, is, uh, considered, or if you could consider Asia Minor. Okay. Um, that's modern day Turkey. Okay, and so the Bible speaks about four specific churches that were established by Paul, right, in his early work uh, there in Galatia. So again, when we talk about Galatia, the church in Galatia, we're talking about that, that entire area. Think about it like the church of Laurel. Uh, and so it's like all believers who live in the city of Laurel, if, you, if you're trying to get that in your mind. Um, and so the, 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 the four churches that were established by Paul in Galatia uh, was Antioch, was Iconium, uh, Lystra, and Derbe. Okay, those, so those were the four early churches in that area. It was Antioch, Iconium, uh, Lystra, and Derbe. If I'm not pronouncing them right, i just going to have to forgive me. I grew up in Northeast DC. This is how we say things, like Iconium. Um, uh, <laughs> and now, now uh, those were all in the southern region of Galatia, okay? So out of the entire region, that was in the southern part. Uh, so it's possible that the letter, that this letter to, the, to those folks circulated uh, to the other churches in the region. So, so that gives you a little bit of background. Um, Themes in this book uh, There are several of them Uh, Spiritual freedom uh, is a theme in this book Liberty is a theme in this book Uh, Salvation uh, uh, by grace through faith Is a big theme through this book And you'll see it in in a second Uh, Justification Huge theme in this book That we are made right by our faith We are made right by God uh, By our faith and belief in the finished work of Jesus Christ Huge theme in the book Okay, And then also sanctification that process by which we become more and more like Jesus Christ so those are the, it, those are the the major themes in the book spiritual freedom, uh, liberty, salvation by grace through faith, justification and and sanctification. Uh, another thing that's important to, to, to remember uh, when you're talking about the church in Galatia this church in Galatia they were all Gentile uh, they weren't Jews again, after Christ, died, people got to remember Jesus was Jewish, uh, and early converts were all Jewish. Um, uh, but this church specifically uh, were made up of Gentiles, people who weren't who who weren't Jews. Okay, Paul's work in 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 Galatia uh, to these Gentiles. Uh, this book was not his first or his establishing work uh, for the church in Galatia. This was actually his like second kind of mission there. So he establishes the gospel there first. He has believers there. But then there were some people who were trying to distort the gospel uh, in this church. And so this book, Galatians, is like Paul's second kind of establishing the faith and establishing grace and establishing sanctification and establishing justification because he did this before. Right. But there was a a, a group um, of, of Jewish leaders. They were called the Judaizers. Um, J-U-D-I-A-Z-E-R-S If anybody's taking notes The Judaizers And what they w- were trying to do Was trying to convince people that Yes, what Paul is talking about And all the stuff with Jesus 100% correct However, you have to live by the law And, 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 and we're not just talking about the Ten Commandments We're talking about the entire Jewish law And so what they were saying was Yes, we love, we love what Paul is teaching you guys But you have to live by the law as well And so they were trying to teach them that it was grace plus the law. They were trying to teach them that, yes, it's Jesus, but it's also Moses. And yes, it's Jesus, but you got to look at all these laws that we have that the law is not done away with. And so they were coming back behind Paul and trying to teach something different from what Paul was teaching. Okay. Um, um, Very important, too, when we get to, to, to relevancy and we get to bridging principles about mixing the gospel and mixing what it means to be a believer um, uh, but we'll get to that uh, later on. Again, we're still in the introduction, folks. We're still in the introduction of this book. Um, uh, and so, as they were trying to, um, as they were trying to, to, to uproot Paul's work, they used three tactics, and we're going to see all these three tactics in in the first uh, uh, in the first uh, chapter. Uh, three tactics to discredit Paul. The first thing they tried to do was question Paul's apostleship. Uh, was to say he's here laying down doctrine, and he's not even a real apostle. Okay. Uh, so that's the first thing they tried to do the second thing they tried to do was glorify judaism was to look at our and this is i'm going to get to the relevancy part yeah, you, they tried to get them to look at how all the tradition of judaism and the ancestry and all the and, and, and all the and all the customs and all the feasts and look at all the all the tradition all the things that most people would be proud about their church tried to get them to look at that to discredit paul's uh, uh, God, uh, uh message about the gospel right and then out and then, then, and then finally, uh, towards the end of the, of the book, when Paul goes through it, they also try to uh, say that liberty, this freedom that Paul is trying to tell you in Christ, it equals lawlessness. Like how in the world can you expect anybody to live holy? How in the world can you expect anyone to live righteous if they don't live by the laws? okay? That's what they were trying to say. that this new liberty, this whole freedom thing that Paul is trying to teach you guys, that if you live by that, you're going to be a lawless people and you'll do whatever you want to do and it's unsustainable. You need religion. You need the dots. You need the outline. You need to do this, 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 this. this. And other than if you're, not, if you're not doing that, then you're going to be living lawless, okay? Now, So that's some background on it. Now, um, interestingly enough, and here's where we may go with the next book, is that so Galatians is kind of comparable to Romans in its content. Um, if, you, if you read Galatians, and then, and then you flip back and you read Romans, you'll find that a lot of the content in both books, both written by Paul, that the content in both books kind of similar. However, there is some, there's some differences where, where Romans is more of a, of a, of a, of a classroom lecture book, you know what I mean? In the way that it's written. It's an intellectual appeal. It's to the Romans. It's an intellectual appeal. Uh, it's like a textbook. It's like classroom. Um, uh, it's a textbook where Galatians, It's really straight to the point. Uh, Galatians is 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 short. It's right to the point. It's a lot of passion. You can tell that Paul is upset when he's writing this book. Basically, is what I'm saying. You can tell that Paul is not playing games with this book, and we'll go through it because even in the in the salutation, Paul usually opens up books, and he takes so long. He says, "I, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ." who died for you and who loves you come to you and we'll, and we'll take a look at it, at it when we do that but he doesn't do all that in Galatians he kind of gets right to the point So here we go so so and, and and I say that because um um as I was just downstairs getting water I felt I felt the Holy Spirit tell me that you know that the next book I was planning on doing was Ephesians but I feel like he's saying go to Romans you know do Galatians and do, do uh, Romans because it's kind of comparable so I think I think that's where we're going to go next okay um so as you study the book, you can you can divide it up into like eight sections. I mean you can divide it up into how many other sections you want to divide it up to uh divide it up in um as you study uh on your own. But I divide it up into eight sections. Um the first section is what we just talked about, uh, the the typical Paul welcome, okay, the salutation, his greetings to the church. Uh that's in chapter one, verse one through five. Uh then in chapter one, verse six through nine, he defines the issues. Now again, as we study this book, this is how we're going to break it down. Um uh, he defines the issue that, that he has uh, uh, there uh, in chapter 1, verse 6 through verse 9. Then he establishes his apostleship. Remember, that's one of the ways that they try to attack Paul uh, by saying he's not even really a real apostle. <laughs> he not even really a real apostle is what they try to say. That's in chapter 1, verse 10 through chapter 2, verse 14. Uh, then he establishes, or or what we really should say is reestablishes the doctrine because remember, he, he, he established it before with this church and then the Judaizers came in uh, and uh, so now he's reestablishing doctrine in chapter two, verse 15 through chapter three, uh, verse 16. Uh, then he discusses the law. He doesn't ignore the law. He doesn't ignore, you know, uh, 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 any Jewish law, or any Jewish tradition. Okay, got it. Um, uh, uh, and he discusses the law in chapter three, verse 17 through chapter four, verse 31. Uh, now we take a switch from establishing himself to uh, apostleship stuff, to doctrine and to law. Now he starts putting his demand back on the church. And when we see through the first three chapters, we're going to see why once we get to chapter five, where he demands steadfastness, to stand fast, to hold fast, to stay free, to be free and to stay free. Once we go through the first four chapters, we're going to understand why Paul was so passionate to this church about being free and staying free and not being entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Watch this, which was the law, okay? Then in chapter, uh, and that's uh, chapter 5, verse 1 through 13. Then in uh, chapter 5, verse 14, through chapter 6, verse 10. Again, you can go back and listen to this if, if, if I'm moving a little bit too fast. Um, he then uh, describes spirituality. Because, uh, uh, again, you've got to remember that uh, they were telling the Galatians that, yes, if you go into this spirituality and this freedom, that 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 that's going to equal lawlessness. I know about chapter five is a good one. It's going to equal lawlessness. He's like, no, 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 no. It's not going to equal lawlessness. He's going to then talk about being led by the Spirit uh, and see and see. And, and it's so funny. And we'll talk about the relevancy of of it because see, and even now in present day, church is fine with its laws and church is fine with its rules and do this and do that. They are so fine with the rules and regulations and they're just not comfortable with the Holy Spirit regarding what they need to do. And then finally, in his conclusion. They go uh, 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 chapter six, verse 11 through uh, 18. Okay, so that's the whole introduction. We got through the whole introduction in the first, uh, uh, first session today. Uh, and we got enough time to start going through a little bit of uh, the book. So I'm gonna start uh, right here at um, uh, uh, chapter one. Uh, I'm gonna read probably the first six verses and then we'll, and then we'll jump in and, and see what it's saying. I'm gonna read from the, um, from the NLT. It says, this letter is from Paul. An apostle. I was not appointed by any group of people or by any human authority, but by Jesus Christ Himself and by God the Father, who raised Jesus from the dead. Now, watch this. That's just the first verse. Okay, he says, all the brothers and sisters here join me in sending this letter to the churches of Galatia. Meaning, all the brothers and sisters who are with me in Christ, they all got my back as I'm sending this to you. Now, again, in the first verse, he is already establishing that I am a, I am an apostle. Sit by, uh, uh, by, G- uh, by Jesus Christ, not by men, but by God, okay? So he's already off the break, being defensive, right? Now, here we go. Uh, may, God, may God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Jesus gave his life for our sins just as God our Father planned in order to rescue us from the evil world in which we live. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Now, that sounds a little more like Paul's salutation, right? Now, watch this. Verse 6. I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God who called you to himself through the loving mercy of, of Christ. Now, here he is getting into um, uh, 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 why he's upset and defining the issues. Verse seven. He's, uh, let's see. He says you are following a different way that pretends to be good news, but it is not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. So that's chapter one through seven. I just want to show you some things about how passionate Paul is about this letter to establish the urgency. Come on, y'all. To establish the urgency of twisting the gospel. Okay, this is what Paul is doing here. Uh, We we just read his salutation. I'm going to go back to Romans chapter one. Now watch this. It says this letter is. This is Paul's salutation. This letter is from Paul, a slave of Jesus Christ, chosen by God to be an apostle and sent out to preach the good news. God promised this good news long ago through his prophets and the holy scriptures. The good news is about his son In earthly life. He was born in the King David, blah, 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 blah. You go down to verse six. He says, and you are included among the Gentiles who have been called to belong to Jesus, blah, 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 blah. You move down to seven. May God our father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. He says, verse 8, Look, he says, let me uh, first say that I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because of your faith in him. He's going all the way down. He says, verse 13, I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to visit you, but I was prevented until now. I mean, he's going down the line with the salutation. Verse 16, I am not ashamed of this good news, for it is power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. Watch this. He's doing all this in a typical Paul's salutation in a typical Saul of, uh, of Paul open. But in Galatians, you see the urgency right in the first verse. I will read from New, King James, uh, from New King James. He says, Paul, an apostle, not from men, nor through man, but through Christ Jesus and of God the Father who raised him from the dead and all who are with me. Then he says to the church of Galatia, grace and peace be unto uh, from God the Father uh, and our Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins. He goes through all this. Verse two, he talked about how all the brother. are are, are with me in writing this letter to you. And then he says in verse six, I marvel that you are turning away so soon. He gets right to the point. And again, it's not for any particular reason other than the fact that you are allowing false doctrine to turn you away from the faith. And that is a serious issue. Y'all, we have to make sure that today that that we do not take false teaching but we endure sound doctrine and there's stuff nowadays that it that 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 sound good to the ears the bible talks about man will have itching ears running here and there just trying to find anything that sounds good to their flesh and we have to make sure that we that we do not tolerate anything that is not in the word this is paul showing us this urgency now 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 here's another thing he defines the issues let's just talk about this calling here um, he, he, he talks about uh, being appointed by, by, by God, being appointed by Jesus, not by man. Um, and so uh, I, I check this out. You can be called by God and affirmed by man, right? Called by God, go to seminary, study, you know, uh, get your doctorate and, and, and have someone, you know, do whatever they do and release you out of the ministry and And so that's that sent by God, called by God, God wants you to do this, but also affirmed by man. Now you can be called by God, but not affirmed by man. Don't think that just you know that that you have to have this degree and you have to have this you know bishop over you who you know who prayed and 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 dumped oil and all that. I mean that's fine, but you don't you know you can be sent by God and approved by God uh, without having man's approval. Now, what you don't want to do is be the exact opposite and be approved by man, but not called by God. That's where you don't want to be, amen? Now, remember, you got to remember the stuff we talked about in Release. Every single person on this call, every single believer on this, is called by God. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you build a brick-and-mortar church. That just means that you've been called by God, like we saw in in 2 Corinthians. Uh, for that ministry of reconciliation, we all have been called by that. And then, obviously, you don't want to be the type that's that that, that that's out there and you're not called by God and you're not approved by man. He's out there kind of doing what you do. But Paul lays it down that I'm not approved by man, but I've been sent by God. Amen. Uh, and then he defines the defines the issues. Uh, he defines the issues in verse six and verse seven. He says, "I'm shocked that you are turning away so soon from God who called uh, you to Himself through the loving mercy of Christ. You are following a different way." That pretends to be the good news, but it's not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. Now watch this. He's not even, when, when you look at it, he's upset at the church of Galatia because they're turning away from the truth, right? And he says so easily by people who are deliberately doing this. Now here's what's, what's odd to me. He's not even upset at the people who are twisting the gospel. Okay, he doesn't even mention them at all. He doesn't mention the group. He doesn't mention anyone by name. He says, he says, he says, "Why are you turning from this?" Because, and here's why it's it's, it's interesting, and here's why it's so important is because attacks on the gospel and attacks on our faith are always going to be with us. Are always going to be with us. There will always be something, whether it's whether it's from this mass kind of movement against Christianity or whether it's something in your life or whether it is something that you personally, one-on-one, that you're facing um, uh, 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 that will will make you want to fight, that will want to fight against you and make you waver. The problem is when we are weak and we start to waver and we start uh, uh, to believe every single thing that comes out of someone's mouth. Amen. And so his problem, he didn't even address the Judaizers. He said he doesn't even address them. Uh, uh, He's addressing the fact that you guys are believers. Why in the world are you wavering? Uh, so much. We'll come back Thursday with Paul defending his apostleship. Okay. Uh, and so uh, uh, where you want to read in that breakdown is uh, go ahead and just read all of chapter one and read chapter two through uh, verse 14. So all of chapter one, and then read uh, Galatians chapter two, verse one through 14. And that because, because we, we could jump into it a little bit, um, and here's how he defended his apostleship. The problem is, is that we don't have enough time to go through all the verses, um, but, but it's important that we do it, uh, especially with the stuff in Acts. Um, he talked, he shared his conversion, how he was converted. Uh, uh, he, he also shared how he was affirmed by church leaders. And then he brings up this confrontation that he had with Peter, where he was like, you know, you guys look up to Peter, but I had to check Peter on some stuff where Peter wasn't living to the God, uh, living up to the gospel. And the crazy thing about that is that had a lot to do with like cultural stuff. Um, uh, dare I even say racism? Uh, and so, and so, uh, we'll talk about that. How he defended his apostleship um, on Thursday, um, but we did get to the introduction, which I didn't think we was going to be able to do, and we got through the first two parts where he uh, he, he defended his calling um, and he defined uh, the issue that he had with them. Um, so we're going to jump into uh, into the uh, other three parts coming up um, on um, well, at least the, the other. Maybe we'll get to three. We might, we might only get to two, but we'll, we'll see how far we get. But we'll jump into those um, on, on Thursday. Um, Russ, thanks for the questions. If anybody else have any questions, I'll take some questions uh, right after we pray and we can discuss a little bit. Um, and then, you know, if you want to email in some questions, you can text or email me um, or email uh, impact fellowship email at gmail.com. Uh, we can address some of those questions. But we're going to go verse by verse through this book and, and, and subsequent books. And I think God's going to bless us.